Uh, hello. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Cars Cast Movie Cast. I'm here as always with my co-host Jeff. Care to introduce yourself? Uh, hey everybody, I'm also uh, here again. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest, someone who I'm sure a good amount of my fan base is uh, familiar with, um, just being the stuff that we're into. Adam from YMS. Hello. Hi. I made it. <laughs> he made it. We did yes. it. Thank Finally. you for being with us in this Google Hangout. Yes. Thank you for both of you being with me in this Google Hangout. <laughs> um, I would like to, I like your, um, we're video chatting right now. I like your can shirt. Con, oh, yeah. However you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah. There's, uh, I got this from attending last year. Very nice. Can, can 71. Uh, as soon as he said, I like your can, I thought you were talking about my I, wall. Oh, of, yeah, oh, that's cans. what I do. Yeah, which there might be 71 cans there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, how's everybody's week before we get into it? Um, pretty good. <laughs> Jeff? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty average week. Yeah. That's cool. I had a nut allergy reaction yesterday, so mine was... Oh, shit. It, it, we move on. It was How fine. severe was that, though? Um, I've had worse. Uh, like, I had a really bad one in high school, um, when I figured out I was allergic to nuts, but this one was mm-hmm. kind of like, it snuck up on me. Like, I didn't know they put nuts in pasta sauce, but apparently they do. What? Yeah, right? Yeah, um, that sucks. And it was in, yeah, so I'm in Paris too, by the way. So mm-hmm. I had to go to a French hospital with, a, and they don't really speak a lot of English there. And I expected them to at least have a little bit for some reason. And um, mm-hmm. it was just a really annoying experience. But we move on. Um, yeah. I used to be allergic to nuts. Really? Did you grow out of it? Yeah. At what age? Because I'm waiting like for that 13. day. Like 13. Oh, shit. Well, I it think. Was like, it was like a puberty grow out of it thing, I guess. Oh, damn. All right, well, I'll get there someday. Well, anyways, we have a lot of good stuff to get into. Before we get into some of the nitty-gritty, I just wanted to talk about, because we're in the same, uh, I don't don't want to say career, but thing, um, Mm -hmm. which is film YouTube, I just wanted to talk about that with you, um, because I look at you as not only one of the more influential members of the film community on YouTube, but one of them who's, like, been around. Like, you're very familiar with it by this at this point mm-hmm. and i know a lot that like come and go but you've consistently like been keeping track with it so i was just wondering how like as someone like yourself like how you've seen it change over time um because it, it changes so fast like even now in like the last year um just how you've seen it change and kind of like what you think the future of it is um well i guess starting out like there was there wasn't a lot of um there wasn't like a big community or anything. Right. Back in early days of YouTube, it was mostly just vloggers and personalities uh, that you yeah. could really find and access on the website. Other than that, just maybe Smosh or something. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started out, the copyright uh, claim system didn't exist. And then when they implemented it, there was basically no way to fight back. It was just like, oh, your video is removed. Sorry. And that's it. (laughs) So, yeah. Like, I I wound up taking some drastic measures to try and get my content back online back in the day. Um, Wound up contacting Lionsgate and just, like, sending them a big email, basically. Right. (laughs) Not even through YouTube's uh, system. So, um, And that worked? Yeah, yeah, it did work. Although one, I mean, it wound up getting taken down again because Ugh. at that point in time, I don't even know if this is still a thing though. But like for for a while, 
Um, they could have fixed it. Maybe they haven't fixed it yet, but they basically allowed the same claimant to claim the video multiple times. Oh, jeez. Yeah, or That's... like a claimant like Warner Brothers would have like 10 different Warner Brothers accounts. Right. And they'd, they'd be like, something, something Warner Brothers, you know, just some variation of Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. but you're getting claimed by the same mm-hmm. content owner, so. That's super irritating. Is that happening to like all your videos? Not every single one, but um, enough of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. That it's. Yeah. And now it's. I mean, the copyright claims are still happening on my channel, and it's really, really annoying. There was a period in time from, like, April twenty fourteen to, I guess maybe a year or two ago, where uh, uh, managed managed partners did not get scanned by Content ID. Oh. So if you're managed with your network, then they just... It was basically like, okay, we trust that you're not uploading copyrighted content. You could still get copyright claims by somebody manually claiming your videos, mm-hmm. but it just didn't get scanned in yeah. the system. Gotcha. And now it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. We're scanning everybody, and it's really just not helpful towards people that make content where the entire content is transformative, fair use. It's yeah. very frustrating. Because the 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 companies claiming these don't really care if right, it's fair yeah. use or not. That's so. I feel like I've been able to like get away with it, and I guess I make different types of videos than you, just because I guess I fall under the it's for educational use excuse. What do you mean by get away with it though? Not get scanned or not have the companies uh, double down on their claims? I never get any. I mean, I've gotten like three copyright claims in my entire mm-hmm. YouTube, which I feel very lucky for. I mean, yeah. I, you know, but um, it really depends t- on how it's edited, too. That is true. Yeah. There, I show a lot of like seamless clips in order to be able to mm-hmm. illustrate my points. If you generally keep your videos, anything that could be considered a seamless clip, if you generally keep those like under 15 seconds, then you're probably not going to get scanned. So right. it's not just having like a single frame that's going to get detected. It's it's sequential frames and audio. That's a good point. Yeah. So would you say that's like a big impact on like like how people made the videos and like how it's like progressed over time? Um yeah, I mean like I had conversations with uh, like Tony Every Frame of Painting back when he was oh, starting yeah, yeah, to yeah. to make content and the conversations that we had about like how to bypass content ID completely formed how he produced the videos. Mm-hmm. So like oh, wow. he he was keeping that in mind with every single shot, every single frame that he posted on his channel. So it's really, uh, there are some points where like, I, I try as hard as I can to make sure that that doesn't happen, but there are some ways in which getting claimed is inevitable, I guess, mm-hmm. with the type of content I'm creating. Yeah, like I tr- thought that my old boy review wouldn't get claimed, but it got claimed by both movies. Damn. So. I mean, one of the movies released it right away, the good one, but then the other one just <laughs> yeah <laughs> tried to claim it for like two months. So yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> my uh, most popular YouTube video uh, was 11 years ago. I uploaded um, the song "Live Forever" by Oasis, but in reverse. Nice. Uh, and that never got claimed. So if you just release all of the film clips and play the whole thing in reverse, that might work. <laughs> yeah, for a while on my channel, I uh, I guess around. 2011 maybe 2012 uh pretty much every video i uploaded 
was like a reverse flopped image of the oh right. one of yeah of the That's smart. movie. Yeah, uh, I don't think that works anymore. It used to at a time, <laughs> but either way, I just stopped doing it because uh -huh. I mean, I'm just weird. I'm too much of a purist when it comes to certain yeah, things right. now. I used to uh, use uh, to get around my middle school's uh, like block web browser block thing. I would I found this uh, mirrored Google site where it was like El Goog, oh, uh, nice. and apparently. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, like, what that was primarily used uh, by was Chinese people because it bypassed China's sensors as well. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, uh, it's, you mentioned every frame of painting earlier. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, like, just real quick if you, like, like I, I feel like the genre has kind of died, died down completely. As of, like, video essay, you mean? Video essay. Because that's, like, yeah. kind of different from what I'm doing. No, exactly, yeah. That's why I, it's hard to compare because I'm, like, I'm, you're doing, like, straight-up reviews. Yeah. I'm doing like analysis kind of yeah but, i'm doing kind yeah, of like comedy know. stuff I mean, um, some of your videos are comedy but some yeah, yeah. parody they try um, to be yeah <laughs> <laughs> um anyways um well yeah it's a really loaded uh discussion it's uh i think the market just got a little oversaturated because it there are genuine people making analysis uh essay style content but right. there are other people trying to make it into too much of a business for themselves at the expense of it being genuine content. And I'm not mm -hmm. going to name names, but there's some channels that like they they give the impression of thoughtful content, but they're making like a video a day and you mm -hmm. you watch enough of them and you realize that like half of these videos are just are just like them speaking in this tone and <laughs> manipulating nice people music. with music. Yeah. And it's and it's it's at parody level at this point where you can literally right. just create one of them yourself and make fun of it. The formula think, got really easy to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's that's that's kind of an issue that I have. Is like I try I like sure there's a formula to my videos, but I don't really I don't really like the idea of just like producing the same thing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So like I try to I try to at least have some variety in my content. Um, no, yeah. When the market gets like that, I think that can discourage some people because not only not only are there people that are literally like turning this into kind of a an art machine, you know, um, mm -hmm. like a factory content machine. So it's just that much more difficult to get into the market. Um, but at the same time, it's it almost makes it seem less appealing if people are really eating up some of the more uh, less genuine ones at the same time. Yeah, because you're like grouped in with them. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, unless anyone has anything else to add, um, I kind of wanted to get into our next topic, um, <laughs> our film for today, uh, which I have been like very excited to talk about. Uh, it is Under the Silver Lake. Jeff, I believe, watched it. Yes, I did <laughs> watch it, which that's... I, I'm at, like, hitting about two-thirds of them at this point. What yeah. we talk about? We're on a hot streak. But I know, Adam, you have a video about it on your yeah. channel already. You did a quickie. Um, but I kind of wanted to get more into depth with it, at least because I know my fan base has not really heard For my sure. thoughts. I want to hear Jeff's thoughts. Um, right off the bat, I uh, really liked it. Um, mm -hmm. I have, I didn't, I was like really excited for it and I've been waiting for it for a long time. And I guess before I get into this, I just want to say, um, <coughs> I've kind of made myself out to be a bit of an A24 fanboy, like, cause I like a good amount of their films, but like, despite all that, I still think that like what they did to this film is so bad. Um, they fucked just up. because they fucked up pretty badly. Yeah. And it's like, 
it's not even just because um, I didn't get to see this film until now, and I like it probably lost a lot of money, but it just seemed like the type of film that I wanted to see in a theater. It wasn't something I wanted to watch on my laptop, is basically the case. Um, just because of how much of an ode it seemed to like actual cinema and stuff yeah. like that. It just kind of sucks how they distributed it. But, all that aside, I thought it was a good time. Jeff, did you have anything? What did you think about it? Yeah, I liked i think i liked the tone of the film more than the actual film if that makes sense no yeah like yeah, it, yeah. it it's a film that while i was watching it it felt like it should be like really really good and then it was just like kind of good right 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 no. but i mean yeah there, i felt like it was a lot of allusions to like old hollywood and like i mean the score for sure was like it was a little like on the nose i felt like it was mm-hmm. very like i don't yeah that, yeah that was half a thought yeah i mean there are like certain scenes in it that are just straight up like they didn't copy but i mean they're based off of entire like hitchcock scenes i realized mm-hmm. like like a lot from like vertigo and yeah that's Wendell, what i was, that like. was like i felt like the whole film was kind of slightly vertigo-ish right but yeah adam did you i i know you liked it um i liked it but, a lot yeah yeah it's uh it's one of my favorites of 2018 is that i, guess I was gonna ask that i don't know where to put it i um, saw it three times in theaters in 2018 i feel like it belongs in that list yeah yeah Yeah, i think i think at this point since i'm like all of my list videos come out so late anyway i'm just gonna just go with whatever it says on imdb that's a good way of going about it yeah 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 not make it complicated Um, anymore i was curious um one of my main things against it um was the way women are portrayed in it because i think he (laughs) i think he has like I, I, there's a point to it. Like, there's a message behind it. And I think it's, like, putting us into the main character's perspective. But I don't think he drove that home enough to the point where... What do you mean by drove it home enough? Because I thought, I thought like, that the intent there was pretty obvious. And I, I completely disagree when people call the movie sexist. And I know that it's, like, a very common criticism among critics and that's part of why it wasn't well received. And to be perfectly honest, it almost feels as though that's why A24 kind of <laughs> screwed up on the distribution it's because they premiered it at can and then everybody's calling it sexist and didn't love it so much and they're like uh-oh right. i guess uh maybe theaters nah home video i wouldn't say it's sexist that's not the the okay that's not, i just it felt very like shallow in a few parts um just like in some parts it felt goofy and maybe that was the point um mm-hmm. and kind of separate from like where it was like the, that point was coming from, you know, because um, I don't. Again, like I said before, it's putting us into his perspective. Yeah, and he's like looking like that, and I think how, that's really cool. Are we issuing a spoiler warning at all? Like, how in depth are we getting into this? Uh, I I usually like if we get into spoilers, I'll put in like a little time thing. Okay. Um, so if you're down to get into spoilers, I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know where else to go with that. I just think that it could have, in a lot of parts in the movie, gone a little bit. I, I guess a little bit more direct with it. Are you? Are you like referencing any kind of like specific scenes though? Because I'm trying to understand um, exactly which a, parts you feel. A that lot way of it about. would be in like the party scenes, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. when he shows up to that one party, mm-hmm. and I which, guess that's which the point. party? The oh, I, that's fair. Uh, the one where <laughs> the cave <laughs> I think it's the party, party, the roof yeah, party, the roof. Uh, for something about that just felt like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, what do you it mean? was like less... the girl with the balloons on her. Yeah, yeah. Like that—that that was like objective. I mean, that's just 
one example something about it was like it just seemed like i guess that's because that part felt more real like that's Mm -hmm. probably the case in most la parties but man see i like i i feel like i pick up on that kind of thing in movies like Mm -hmm. to me it 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 bugs me when it's just completely unnecessary and and most recent example i can think of is that nick cage movie mom and dad where like it completely just cuts away from the story and it's like mom's doing her aerobics workout and just all these butt shots and it's like okay this is porn now like this is Uh ridiculous like this has nothing to do with the movie but like this is this is like a setting this is like a scene where the character shows up there you know like this is this is something related to what the character is doing and it didn't really it didn't feel like it turned into a music video or something yeah you know even though there was music in that scene um like i i didn't really it it could have been far more uh, grotesque or objectifying in my opinion i i really did not feel that way about it especially when there is commentary being driven by the movie you know somewhat objectifying women no yeah i just um, yeah i i felt like the the entire commentary on it was like really present like it wasn't it wasn't like super subtle i don't know how many times you've watched it like i've watched it three times so that's the thing i i just saw it for the first time like two weeks ago yeah i um i would recommend you like watch it for a second check time it out at again least. Yeah. like this is I've one of those like- movies that you kind of uh, should watch twice at least yeah i've seen it like compared to inherent vice a little bit which i think is a little goofy i think it's a lot more lighthearted, i guess than inherent vice um i think there's more but, to it than inherent vice in general right but basically what i was saying is i think it's definitely one of those films that you should watch more than once and it's just kind of fits in that genre I, that was really my only flaw with it though besides some awkward but okay actually no i, I take it back. okay there was there was some editing in it that really really yeah, threw me off technical issues um, with it there too. was one and i don't know if you've picked up on it one of the three times um where he eggs the kid in the face near the beginning yep. um and there's one shot in that whole sequence where the kid because the kid bleeds throughout the thing or as soon as he gets hit and there's one shot where he's like not bleeding and i know that's like a small detail and but it just for some reason i was like come on oh just like, like just a continuity thing yeah, just a continuity thing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have anything to do mm-hmm. with the story. But I just yeah. I felt like a lot of the edits I did like the fades, the fade transitions. I thought those were they kind of went along with just the whole how everything blends together. Yeah. Um, and helped the fact that kinda of like you said in your review, every location is so different, it made that change like not so mm-hmm. jarring and Yeah, confusing. there was a lot of variety. Like it wasn't it never felt like it was stuck in one place. Like but it helped it move there... along very, very well. Like it, the, yeah. I don't know if you felt the length of the movie at all, but not I, at all. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is it? Two hours or in something? It's like it's two over. hours and twenty. I think. Yeah, it's a it's a long movie, a but long it doesn't movie. feel like it at all. It's yeah, it's very fast paced, especially considering it's kind of like a neo noir, mm-hmm. where like nothing gets resolved <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or almost yeah. nothing. Uh, so yeah, we get into some pretty minor spoilers here. If you don't want to listen to that, skip ahead to the 22 minute, 15 second mark. Thanks. thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm usually like unsatisfying endings. And I guess this is where we'll get more into spoilers um, are usually a pretty big hit or miss for me. And I feel like usually this ending would be kind of a huge miss. Like I'd, I'd normally hate it. But for some reason, I really liked just the the kind of ambiguity about it. It felt satisfying. Like he seemed okay like there was a character arc but i just 
I think it helps that like one <laughs> one of the mysteries is kind of resolved. Like we get we get answers for something, even though much of it is still left ambiguous. You know, yeah. the, obviously the film ends on you know the parrot. We don't know what it's saying, um, and there's still a lot of questions. But um, I like I like that the missing girl is somewhat resolved. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that part. Yeah, I just um. You were talking about, like, kind of editing. Like, I, I don't really... Yeah. I can't think of any real editing choices in the movie that I didn't like. Like, if... I know you mentioned, like, a continuity error. I'm not... I usually don't really consider that too much of just, like, editing mm -hmm. in general. Like, I... You mm -hmm. know, it's... Yeah. Sometimes I, it happens, the, you know? I think that, uh, for me, that, like, almost all of the handheld shots felt weird. Yeah? Like, yeah, I mean, the, okay, the main one that stuck out where I was like, this, this is when they were dancing in, like, the cave. Yep. Like, I don't know, that just, I think that, also that whole sequence, like, where, it, in the cave, and then also in, like, the, like, crypt before that, the production design for those two <laughs> settings just felt, like, really not thought out. Um, yeah, the, <clears throat> the only, I really loved the cave. Like, I, I loved that in terms of both camera work and production design honestly but the uh like movie theater or outdoor movie screening with the the tombstones and all that i did mm. kind of have an issue with that because it was kind of like confusing as to is it a real graveyard did they kind of like create this just for like did the characters in the movie create this for this drive mm. uh movie watching experience and then that yeah. whole like grave of Hitchcock thing, it's like that's too on the nose for like the rest of the movie being so so subtle. Like that that's a moment that everybody who doesn't like it can point out and be like, Oh, look at how smart it thinks it is, but it's not. Like just mm -hmm. you know, grave of Hitchcock obviously like what else can you interpret from that? You know, so yeah. uh but those are relatively minor issues for me in terms of like the overall experience of the film. I'm realizing it's just one of those where it's like, it's hard for me to like, at least the more we talk about it, it's hard for me to critique some of the awkward choices or like, like we were saying at the beginning, like excessive just objectification because I, I think that's like the point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially like it has the awkward so much scenes. of a point too. Right. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I even felt like some of like the Dolly Pushins, like where it kind of like had like, shakes which is like how all like hitchcock films are just because it was a lot less precise mm -hmm. it felt like that felt like an intentional choice i don't know the whole thing like because it's so stylized it is hard to critique a lot of technical parts <laughs> of it yeah there's a lot sure. going on and there's definitely a, it's definitely a very well thought out and intricate movie even if a lot of people are going going to watch it and think it's just random nonsense um and I know some directors are like that. I know very clearly, in my opinion, not everything that David Lynch throws into his films is purposeful. <laughs> a lot of the times he just kind of goes, oh, this would, this would be weird. And, be and then just yeah. does, does it. Um, whereas this is a movie that I think has more of a point to it than that. And, right. you know, if we want to get like deeper into it, you know, I, I don't know if you've visited the uh, subreddit. Where no. there, there's a subreddit for this movie, and they're constantly oh, upvoting like different theories, and like some of them will <laughs> try to visit the real locations <laughs> and stuff. It's really bizarre and it's really funny, but it's like that's exactly what you kind of want out of this movie. Yeah, like that's what the movie wants out of people too. Um, mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, like back before I even visited that subreddit, like every 
subsequent viewing of the film kind of helped kind of get... me understand what it was going for. Like the main character is very clearly supposed to be representative of the average audience member, right? Right. Or like right. this target white male demographic nerd who's lazy looking for uh, answers and everything, being obsessed with like the Illuminati. And then like, I, I guess now I'm kind of remembering, um, you mentioned like the party scene as being kind of like objectifying. I would say that the most objectifying parts of the movie are, are just showing him literally near the beginning of the film, just like, oh, fucking a girl, watching TV, mm-hmm. uh, goodbye, fucking the next girl sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It, this is a type of criticism where if it weren't done in a film that is clearly doing it for a point, then mm-hmm. it would be kind of like, oh, male fantasy sort of thing. Like, you could you could imagine that a lot of people would would make that criticism and they would be mostly justified for it. Like that obviously, but in this movie, it's like, yeah, that's the point. Like this is the, the male audience that the film is commenting on. This is about their relationship with women that they see on screen. Like the other characters that he's interacting with, they're all, they're all like Hollywood actors, right? They're all Mm -hmm. like these characters that he's basically just like jerking off to at home, you know, except he's yeah, having, yeah, yeah. you know, he's, it, 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 it's, it's a little complicated, but like, this is essentially what, what the film is saying. It, it, it's basically making fun of the nerd target male demographic. And we mm-hmm. even have that scene with Topher Grace where they, they use a drone to just spy into this woman's house as she's undressing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, making a commentary on on just the expectations and the demands of of this this nerd culture film audience sort of mm-hmm. thing that we see all the time everywhere too yeah i was just gonna bring up real shortly um do you think it's better than uh it follows at all because i know a lot of people that are like really angry that it's not anything like it follows um but personally i like the direction this went in a lot more i just thought it was way more interesting i think that I've seen this as many times as it follows already and I think I'm going to see it more times okay in the long run that's I think I'm going yep. to be showing this to more friends it's... okay yeah 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 I feel like Carson and I have to definitely watch this again yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. now with your uh, analysis I feel like you know you should do you should think about doing analysis more I often. think <laughs> I I've been I've been like considering a youtube it. channel yeah i mean like i have my synecdoche new york series and all that and I've, oh yeah, yeah yeah i've done i've done you know sort of analysis theory videos before just not that often i wouldn't mind doing one with under the silver lake but i kind of want to i kind of want to like watch it on blu-ray again but it's like when's mm-hmm. the north american one coming out should i buy the french one? Oh yeah oh, the right. north american one's coming out like ne- next month isn't it like June so. being released by Lionsgate. I gotta yeah. Right. Um, speaking of, and this is unrelated. Uh, did you get the Climax VHS? I wasn't able to. I really wanted to. There uh, were only like a hundred, right? So right. I wonder if they're gonna put it back in stock. Yeah. Sometimes they do that. That's true. Another great movie. We won't get into that now. But um, if if anything, this just makes me want to watch that movie again. Um, we usually like give a short. I know you gave it. Did you give it like a nine out of ten, Adam? Or uh, something like that? I think I gave it an eight. An eight. Okay. And cool. I said that maybe it would be a nine. I'm not sure. Like, I've seen it, like, three times. And I think that it might stay at an eight. But I'll see where it goes. I don't know. Like, it's one of those movies that, like, I enjoy more than other movies that I've rated higher than it. Mm-hmm. 
depending on the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like there are some issues with it, but like overall, the experience is something that really appeals to me in terms of what I want out of a movie. Yeah. Well, I gave it a, a three and a half out of five earlier, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm definitely up at like a four now, um, mm-hmm. closer to a four and a half. It's definitely something I need to watch again um, within the next week. Um, and I know the grade will shift around over time, but yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I was at three and a half and uh, <laughs> same exact after situation. listening to all of this, yeah, <laughs> cool. I'll go for it. Like just this conversation? Yeah, just this rating conversation. Totally. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much more to go into too, but that's my thing. my yeah. ratings are very malleable. I'll send you a like I left a comment on Reddit of somebody asking me about this and I kind of I went into more about it. I'll send that to you later. For sure. Thank you. Kind of a little blurb. Yeah, I just really like puzzle movies. Like I, I guess that's what I would consider that, like movies where there's a lot of pieces to it and you don't necessarily need them all to understand it by the end, but like you can put them all together and have a really fun time with it. And mm-hmm. I think that's this is a really great example of that. Whereas something like, for example, Us um, was sort of that, but I think didn't execute it as well or didn't fully commit. Yeah, um, yeah we definitely compared the two movies. On oh, Sardonic okay, Cast. cool. That's cool. We're going to get into some Q&As now, if that's cool. Um, we just had some people like send in questions. Um, sure. They are kind of broad, but we'll start with this one from Lazy... Uh, Daisy or something like that from the subreddit. They say, if you could meet any film character, who would it be and why? Uh, not sure you have oh. answer right off the bat. Any if film? You... Oh, God. Right. Well, this is just going to turn into one of those like de- depressing, <laughs> embarrassing like references to my fucking sexual fantasies then. <laughs> Which everybody already knows the answer to anyway. Should I fucking go into it? I'm a fucking uh, freak. I... <laughs> I would love if you. If, yeah, if I'm sure. gonna be honest, if I'm gonna be honest about it, Scar from The Lion King, because I want to fucking cuddle him. <laughs> so there's your there's your answer. That's I hope fair. you're happy. <laughs> Obviously, the ninety ninety uh, the nineties four. Okay, was it ninety four? I think it was ninety four. Yeah, obviously the ninety four one, and not the John the Favreau piece of shit. One. You're not excited about it. I mean, I, I don't think I'm clearly not excited no. about it. It's... <laughs> I think I was going in a similar direction. Uh, I was going to go with Airbud. Oh, <laughs> great! For similar reasons as Adam, or yeah, but also it's like you could cuddle it and play basketball. Oh yeah, you could play basketball against Airbud. That'd be fun. Well, I mean, Scar and I would probably play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess it would be like Kylie from Fantastic Mr. Fox. Which one's that? He's Again? the uh, possum. Oh yeah, the the one with like the. Nice. Out, get the dizzy eyes. Um, no. Those dizzy eyes are kind of scary. I it's I love that. They're kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> also, in this scenario, uh, are they the size that the animal would be, or are they the size that the actual figure was? Oh yeah. Uh, like with, I would I I'd prefer well. It's like the a, character, right? Not I would not want like a human sized possum effect. hanging out with me. Right. I feel like the dizzy eyes would be actually terrifying if that was the case. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it would have to be like the normal possum size, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, There's no other answer. I mean, yeah. no, be, I, gotta be I'm honest. sure that's what they were anticipating was all animal answers. All animals. <laughs> yeah. Um, Furry shit. Here's one. This will be a. I'm assuming this will be a sort of short one. But this is from Travis. It goes as far as sausage goes. Which do you prefer, patties or links? 
Uh, I'm a I'm a uh, Link fan. I really don't have a strong opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. This was a terrible question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really don't. I really. I I wouldn't call, like, I don't know. Like I I ate fucking veggie sausage last night. That sounds good. So, was it a yeah. patty or a link? It it was like well it was like a it's so weird like the it comes in a big log, but it's like this this big thing of mush basically. So if you want to fry it up, you have to like cut it into pieces and then just like form it with your hands. It's kind of like messy it's prep, but, but like it it well yeah seemingly, but then it tastes really good. Damn. Like when you fry it up, it's like oh this is kind of like sausage. I have to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I have to check that out. <laughs> It's like a film. Um, yeah, I, I really don't care. <laughs> all right. So my, I'll, I'll say Link. Um, and we got this one from um, Animation Briefed, um, something from Twitter. They say, I'd like you to talk about YouTube Red movies, and do you think on the path we're going down that YouTube videos could ever be considered for the Oscars? I don't think, personally, YouTube videos, unless somewhere way in the future they start considering that a category. But I guess if a YouTube Red movie is good enough... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. I haven't actually seen any YouTube Red movies though, so I can't say much about it. Okay, well, there's a uh, there's a really great one called Museo, M-U-S-E-O. Oh, is that the one with Gail Garcia? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's as far as I know, the only really great movie that is a youtube premium original but the, it got made independently of that and basically they just bought it after i think venice film festival they bought the rights to it gotcha so but yeah, you would that, recommend I, it oh 100 it was great damn yeah Museo? i think i watched that, that the trailer a while ago and i was like that just doesn't seem like my thing and the fact that it was youtube red i was like i so you didn't watch it because it was youtube red i mean sort i mean not that sounds horrible but like it doesn't I, I guess I should check it out. YouTube oh, Red just it's doesn't really, seem, really good. Doesn't seem like my thing. Um, just from what it's they very, have made. It's very, very stylized and and fun. But do you think like YouTube videos will ever like be, or YouTube will ever have a higher role in like the Oscars in any way? If they really want, I'm sure mm. they could. If I mean, they bought Museo. Um, right, right. But at the same time. I think that there's kind of a conflict in terms of what uh, YouTube Premium or YouTube Red is trying to be versus what it is. So mm -hmm. if they buy a movie like that, it's like, oh, great. Like, there's a good movie on YouTube Premium now. But at the same time, no one's going to see it because they don't have the same user interface as Netflix. They don't have the same way that they actually recommend content. Like, they basically just sentenced that movie to nobody seeing it ever unfortunately mm -hmm. whereas if it was on netflix i'm sure a lot more people would see it um and pe people that are using youtube premium are either people who just don't want to watch ads or if they're looking for actual youtube premium youtube red content they're looking for just extra crap from their favorite popular right. youtubers that have advertised their their dumb movie on their channel <laughs> so true. they're yeah. not really looking to watch a subtitled art movie that's fair yeah that's true just to get into the i unless jeff has anything to add to that i don't really have anything to i feel like you just put me on the spot there it's just gonna make you sound dumb when i say no <laughs> um we have one last question that i found in my dms uh right before this it's from graham um and it, it is says, what are you doing on saturday it's <laughs> um 
what are being that I and I guess this applies to Adam too. Um, you've been to multiple film festivals. Are there any in particular that you would recommend checking out? Um, just in general for a variety of different reasons. Um, uh, I have only been to Sundance, uh, so I can't speak too much on that. But I figured. I mean, how many? What what ones have you been to? At least like the major ones. Um, Toronto, Vancouver, Cannes. I I mean, I've been to some other ones, but nothing like major. I guess AFI is like kind of a major one. That's cool. Um, There was Edmonton Film Fest, but I just that was just back when I lived there, and that was nothing special. Right. Um, I would like to go to Sundance to try it out. I would love to go to South by Southwest to check it out. And then maybe, I don't know, like Venice or Berlin. But um, out of the ones that I've been to, my favorite is definitely TIFF, Toronto Film Fest. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's the perfect blend of, of like, a, a great selection of films, a lot of stuff that, you know, appeared at Cannes, but also a lot of stuff where um, there's, like, this halfway point, I guess, between super indie and, like, studio movie that TIFF gets a lot of where basically any studio that has something that they consider to be uh, like Oscar material by Mm -hmm. uh, like a talented director, they'll usually try to get some sort of uh, screening at TIFF because TIFF is happening in like September every year. And so the actual release date of the movie will be maybe a couple weeks after TIFF. So they're like, okay, we'll do this cross-promotion thing. We'll premiere it early here. The critics will get to see it. We expect people to like it. And it also helps promote the festival, too. So you get to see things like Shape of Water, First Man, you know, a lot of a lot of like bigger indie-ish titles, but like almost not really mm-hmm. um, that that are still really interesting to see. But, yeah, they also have, you know, tons of of uh, smaller foreign films that uh, were playing at Cannes. But not just the selection, the vibe, uh, it's it's like the most alive film festival i've been to mm-hmm. uh out of all of the film festivals the most respectful audience except for maybe can because like if you, <laughs> if you do something wrong there they're just gonna kick you out so everybody's <laughs> scared the whole time but a tiff you know there's you know most all of the theaters are super nice they've got like the perfect infrastructure for it everything's really close together for the most part aside from maybe a couple theaters wow um the only real criticism I have with it is like sometimes the organization is just a little shoddy where it's just like, okay, the the staff clearly didn't communicate to to each other about this. Why do we have to go around here for this? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then purchasing tickets is kind of a nightmare if you don't know what you're doing. And I've been to the festival enough times that I know exactly what I'm doing. But uh, if you if you if you don't know what you're doing, then you're probably not going to get into every show you want to the first year, and you're going to have to learn from that. Interesting. I definitely recommend Sundance after my one mm-hmm. year. I can't say I have many flaws aside from I would say things are like very far apart. Like I wanted to yeah. see that new um, Hail Satan documentary, um, oh, yeah. but it was like 40 minutes away. And I was like, oh, really? ah, it was like a 9 a.m. screening and I just finished like a midnight screening the night before. So I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. But yeah, very wholesome vibe at Sundance. Everybody's very nice, very mm-hmm. friendly. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend yeah. it. Yeah. I've never been to like a large film festival, um, but I've been to a couple like really small ones. 
because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I had a film that got into something called the Laugher Die Comedy Festival in Peoria, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course I decided to go there with my friend. Uh, we made like a documentary about going there, but we got there. It was uh, it was pretty sketch. Uh, so yeah, so so anyways, yeah, tips for that tire. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> tips for that uh, film festival. Don't go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Way ahead of you. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that just about does it for questions. Um, we usually do this thing at the end of every episode where we like recommend something non-film related. Uh, I don't know if Jeff, do you have anything right off the bat? No, uh, I forgot to do this again. 100%. Okay. Um, just anything? Just literally, it's like literally anything that's not a film. It could be uh, like a going dish, for an album. A walk in St. Augustine, Florida. Really? Yeah, it's nice. Nice place to walk around. Cool. I'll keep that in mind. The I, oldest city in the United States. The oldest? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. It was like a, it was a Spanish colony. Fascinating. I'm um, gonna recommend the band The Shags. The Shags. Philosophy of the world. They're they're. Uh, this uh, band comprised of sisters from the 70s where Ooh. their dad took them out of school and made them do music because his mom got a palm reading that said that he would have daughters that would be in a successful <laughs> band. And their music is, uh, it's, 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 like, it's like so bad that it's good, but music. Oh. You know, like you, you get that a lot with movies. You don't get that too often with music. It's like, it's like if... If there are three people playing like four different songs at once, but they think they're playing the same song, it sounds very up my alley. It's really good. <laughs> it's great. Damn. I'll check that out. I'm gonna recommend the comedy uh, special slash album, mostly stories by Tom Segura. I've been listening to it a lot recently. Um, I actually like listen to stand up to help me fall asleep. I don't know if anyone out there does that, but hmm. it it's very some something about it helps me. Uh, but it's a great comedy album i think that if anyone does like offensive comedy right it's i mean there's a lot who do it right but i think tom segura does it very well yeah um not sure if any of you are familiar with that yeah i saw him i saw him live it was great really oh my god that's so cool very jealous um well anyways that about does it for the episode yeah uh adam before we go do you have anything you want to like promote or oh yeah for sure uh yeah, well, we got a, a competitor podcast that's uh, <laughs> called Sardonicast. It's a little bit with, on different levels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ralph the Movie Maker and I Hate Everything. I got my film review channel, Your Movie Sucks. I got my gaming channel. It's called Adam Plays, A-D-U-M-P-L-A-Z-E. And I got my music, An Unkindness. And the only material that you can hear from that is basically like a demo recording that I made in 2010, but I'm recording a new album, and that'll be out within the next year. Awesome. Uh, Blondie covered one of my tracks. It's called Fragments. I saw that. That is so oh, that's cool. cool. I'm, wow. That's really awesome. It's a great song, by the way. Oh, I'm thank you. Listen. Um, cool. Well, we always end it with one review on the iTunes, uh, whatever it's called, uh, just as a way of Promote. encouraging people Encourage to people review to, us yeah. on iTunes. Uh, this one comes from Evan the Native. It says, Salutations. It's your main man. I'm here to say that playing as Cloud and Smash does not make you a master smasher because he is kind of OP. What do you think of the new Joker character, and what did you think of the, about the skins trailer? Uh, I don't feel like. I mean, why the, did you pick a review that had questions? I didn't. In it? I didn't. I just went to the first review, and that's what we got. I don't feel like getting into it. It was a trick. It was a trick. It was. <laughs> but all right, I, Adam, you're committed to 30 more minutes answering these. <laughs> uh, Joker looks good. That's all I'll say. Um, 
looks better than I thought it would. But anyways, um, thank you, thank you, Adam, so much for being on. Um, thank I know you. you have a busy schedule, and we really appreciate it. Um, Thanks, I appreciate it. With that being said, uh, Jeff, uh, catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bazinga. Bazinga.